Hello, thank you for joining us today for the Harvest Time Church weekly podcast. As you listen today, we pray that you are richly blessed and that the message would guide you deeper into your walk with Jesus and help you to advance His kingdom here on earth. Have a blessed day. I was saved almost 30 years ago from a $1,000 day cocaine addiction. And since then, the Lord has sent me out as a missionary, been in 56 nations, amen, preaching the gospel, amen. And today, God sent me to Bay City to eat chili, <laughs> amen. So we're going to do it, amen. But uh, I tell you what, y'all, harvest time has been a big blessing to Jordan Ministries and to the kingdom of God, amen. For almost, uh, Pastor Jim, I don't know how long it's been, but Y'all were some of our very first supporters, almost 30 years, yeah, something like that. You were, you were just a little kid. Yeah, amen. But, but we've grown since then. And a little bit of hair fell off. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, God is so good. We were just in Mexico last, about two weeks ago in Laredo, and the week before that, we were down in Matamoros. Amen. But... I wanna, I've got a little clip I want to show you and uh, what you have done, amen? But let's pray. Father in heaven, we just come before you, Lord, and want to thank you for what you're doing this morning. Open up our hearts, God. Let us glorify you, Father. Let us be a pleasure to you. And Father in heaven, I pray that not one of us will leave this morning the way that we arrived. But Lord, you send us home another way, like never before. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, let's give the Lord a big, big praise, amen. You want to give it a shot? This is down in Matamoros, Mexico. This is, one, this is one of our soup kitchens where we give away food. This is the actual dumps in Matamoros. Little, that little girl's eating right there at our soup kitchen. We try to we try to feed these people. We try to give them a, a couple of weeks of meals, you know, to take home. These ladies right here, they live in the dump and they work in the dump. That's all trash in the back. These, now, these are three little girls. Uh, that's their mother and they're, they're just on wheelchairs. 24-7, they need care. That's Mesquital. That's the islands right there in, in uh, Matamoros outside. Very dangerous place. These are kids that we supply their shoes. That little boy right there, his name is David. He's an orphan. And we went there and we prayed. We pray. He couldn't talk and we prayed. We went there a year later and he's talking. 
In fact, the people are telling telling me, shut up. Here's Here's another lady that lives and works in the dumps. There's a refrigerator we bought for those three little ladies that are invalids. That lady's a miracle. She didn't have a mind. And God allowed us to pray for her. And the next day she's preaching. The very next day. Those are those three little girls there. They're not little girls there. Up in age. But if we don't, if we don't get to them, nobody's going to get to them because they live right there in cartel country. They have to be hand fed. They have to be hand nourished. That little girl ain't going to let her groceries go, man. I'm going to tell you right now. Amen. And that's a, that's a lady pastor. She was a kid's pastor for almost 40 years in the dumps. An amazing lady. Amazing. That's my daughter giving away food. You never know who you're going to find out there. Amen. Well, let's give the Lord a big, big praise. Amen. I, uh, I named this video because you cared. Amen. And I, I want to let you know something that I could not do what I do without you. I'm merely a vessel. You know, I just simply drive the truck down there, give them what their needs are, or build the church or do whatever I got to do. Amen. But it's actually your work. It's your doing, amen? Continue to pray, you know? And I, I want to, every time I show the video and preach or whatever, I always pick up change, amen? And I ask Pastor Noah if he'd be all right, amen, to pick up change. And it's not necessary, but if you, would you happen to have some change in your pocket that I can have? I'll be in Mexico here in about eight days. I've got to buy some more food, amen? Uh, just sometimes we buy food. Sometimes we have medication, Sometimes we'll do whatever we got to do to continue to bless them. I want to I wanna share something with you. In uh, this last December, a little girl came up to me, not a little girl, but a young lady. She came up to me and she said, uh, you know, Husto, when you came here 15 years ago, they used to call me La Gente del Basudero. They used to call me the, 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 the people of the dump, la gente del basudero, because they lived in the dump. Uh, she said, I want to let you know that 10, day, 10, day, 10 years later, I am married. I have two kids. I have a car. I have my own home. And I want to thank you for what you've done in my life. Amen. You know, sometimes these people, y'all can bring it up, amen? Sometimes we just need to uh, give them a little hope, amen? amen? You know, and I tell you what, those words were so rewarding 
you know? Uh, and, and so refreshing to see that young lady say that, you know? It, it was just incredible. Amen. Yeah, we take paper change too, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. Thank y'all so much. Not only that, I, I'd like to just thank y'all overall because y'all are our monthly, one of our monthly supporters, the longest one we've ever had. Amen. Just appreciate y'all so much. Thank you, young man. Thank y'all so much. Father, we just thank you for this offering. Thank you for what you're doing, Father. Thank you, Lord God, that you have not forgotten about your needy. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Man, it feels good in here. It feels peaceful. You know, and I like the way everybody greeted me, you know, starting with your wife, you know. I didn't even know y'all knew who I was, man, you know. And then there was a guy back there. He tried to save me, you know. <laughs> he said, sir, would you like to know the sinner's prayer? I said, I'm the evangelist, man. I don't know what to do with these people anymore, Pastor Noe. Amen. But I look forward to uh, being under your reign and whatever, you know, we can do. I, I want to do it, man. And I, I feel that you're right where God wants you right now. And I believe that harvest time is, it's on, a, is on its way up to do a, a, a tremendous work. Amen. So keep it up. Amen. I got a little joke to tell you, man. There was these three young men. And uh, they were going to bless their mama. She was old in age. The young man, one of the brothers said, Mama, here, I brought this for you. I bought her a car. Yeah, I bought her mama a car. And then the second brother came up and said, Mama, I bought you some glasses. Because I noticed how your old ones are broken. Wow. Yeah. And then the third brother brought her a parrot. And uh, said, Mama, I just felt that you needed something, and I brought you a parrot. Okay. So about a week later, they came, and they said, Mama, one of the brothers said, how would you like the car? Well, it was a little small, but it's all right. I can still drive it. He said, Mama, how did you like your glasses? Well, they fit me real well. The frame's a little bit big, but they fit real well. He said, he said, and that chicken, it sure tasted good. <laughs> Let's go to the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel 17. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sure glad you got the glasses, huh? Oh, Father, help me with this message, God. Just come and. Deal with us, touch us, God. Encourage us, enlarge us, God, like never before. Satan, you will have no victory, none whatsoever in Jesus' name. Amen. First Samuel 17, verse 45. It says here, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee 
into my hand and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee and I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild, wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there's a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword or spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Amen? I, I want to talk today about giants. The giants in our lives. Amen? And, you know, we always hear about Man, this thing is coming out of me. This thing from hell is attacking me. He's too big. He's a giant. This and that, you know. Um, throughout the whole Bible, throughout all the time, we seem to run into giants in our lives. Moses had a giant named the Pharaoh. He was out to destroy Moses. And, uh, you know, how did Moses get away? Well, when he came up to the Red Sea, it was close. He couldn't go no further. Couldn't go back. Pharaoh was there. So the only place he could go, not backwards, not forward, but he had to go upward to get delivered by the Almighty God. But that was his giant. And then Esther had another giant, different giant, named Haman, who wanted to destroy the Jewish race. But her and Mordecai got together, and God defended them, and Haman was hung. But that was her giant, her life. There's different giants. Elijah had a lady named Jezebel. That was like 10 mother-in-laws in one body. If you got it, <laughs> poor Elijah, he was running, man. He was running, you know. But that was his giant. And then Peter had a giant on his case named fear. And I believe that a lot of the church today is captivated by fear. You know, we're scared to give or we're scared to proceed with life. We're scared to run into these devils, these giants that are coming against us, you know. But we, we need to keep on going. I, I want to let you know that David didn't see things like Saul. Uh, sometimes all we hear is the giant in our lives talking trash. We don't hear of the victory. We just talk about giant, giant, giant coming against us. But I want to let you know this morning that David didn't see things as they are, but as they were. And the enemy tries to bring that fear upon you. He tries to tell you that hell is full of giants. But this morning... I want to declare to you that hell is not the only one that's got giants. So does the kingdom of the living God. Amen? I want to, I want to show you one giant that you have on your side. 
Second Timothy, no, no, Romans 8, 31. If I am with you, who can be against you? That's a giant on your side. Let me tell you about scripture. Every scripture is a character. Every scripture is an individual. And it's a giant in your life to defend you, to deliver you, to do whatever it needs to do. The only problem with the church today is that I wonder if we're releasing them. You ever heard that song, Who Let the Dogs Loose? Who Let the Dogs Loose? <laughs> Who Let the Giants Loose? Who Let the Giants Loose? It's true. You know, because when we see these giants coming against us, we've never opened the door for our giant to be released. We'll sit there and go into depression. We'll go there and we'll, we'll get sicker than what we were. We'll let more fear come against us. But yet, there's a giant living inside of you. You know, I remember I was preaching in Springfield, Missouri, and I had a heart attack, man. I, I had a, a, a hurt right in here, and I was with two of the pastors, and I told him, man, you need to get me to a hospital. I just gave it an altar call. I said, you need to get me to a hospital. And the last time I saw his speedometer, it was going 80 miles an hour. And I said, hurry up, man, hurry up. And uh, I could see something, I could feel something, and it kept telling me, you shall not lie, you shall not die, but you shall live. You shall not die, but you shall live. And then the pastor told me, he said, who said there's a Mexican restaurant right here? Do you mind if we eat and then go to the hospital? <laughs> I said, man, you don't understand. I probably got a chunk of cheese stuck in a vein somewhere before, from some enchilada I ate last night, man. You know what I mean? But that was that giant that was living in me. You shall not die, but you shall live. Amen. Never realizing that I had to release that giant. But the giant will always talk trash to you. And sometimes we seem to only hear the trash talking and not the word that comes out of you. Amen? Uh, another, another giant that is here this morning is 2 Timothy 1 and 7. I didn't give you the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. What a giant living in you this morning. You know, in, in, in the word, it says, do not fear 365 times. Like a vitamin, one for every day. One for every day. Church, if we intend to defeat these giants, we have to be determined. We have to be determined that the giants that come out of hell are no greater than the giants that live in us. No matter what happens. No matter what happens. And the first thing that the devil is going to try to do to you, he's going to try to discourage you. Who 
Who was the first one to try to discourage David? His brother. He said, go take care of the sheep. You know, my daddy, I was a thousand dollar a day cocaine. I was mean. I was sinful. I was junky. I was horrible. And I got saved one day. Man, I went home. It was cool, man. God delivered me. Um, I went home and my mama looked at me and she said, man, son, you look like a light bulb. What happened to you? And I went, she said, what'd you say? I said, I don't know, mama, but it sure feels good. You know? it, it, it was such a transformation. Well, my, my daddy said, uh, I hear you got saved. I said, yeah. He said, I give you three days like all the others. That was my dad telling me, I give you three days. 30 years later, I've been in 56 nations preaching to kings and queens, to the gangsters, to different societies, in war zones. I've been in Iraq five times passing out Bibles, Syria twice. But if I had listened, I would have never done what God has called me to do. If I had listened to the giants of hell, I would have never done what I had to do for God. But God saved you and me for a purpose. You know, Pastor Noe, sister, you're not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. God had a plan for y'all. And then, and then look at the king. He, David, 14-year-old boy, getting ready to fight a giant. And the first thing the king told him is, oh, you're too young. Goliath is a champion. You're too little. You're not trained. You won't make it. You can't make it. Why, you're crazy. He tells me that every day. <laughs> Especially when we go into these bad, bad areas, you know. One of my people was working the other day and I sent him down to the soup kitchen, and my cook there said, you know, he said, uh, Jose, I, I found another place to minister, but I don't want to go there. And don't tell Brother Houston because it's too dangerous, and he'll make us go. <laughs> you know? I mean, that, what, you know, that, that, that's, that, you, know, you got to be crazy to do what we do. You got to be crazy to be a Christian. Amen? To work for God and to do what God is doing at this moment in our lives. Amen? You know, the, the devil tells you, have you ever heard those words? You ain't going to make it. Have you ever woke up with those words? It's happened to me before. I was preaching revival in Bentonville, Arkansas. About four o'clock in the morning, the giant began to talk to me, trash. He began to tell me this. You're not going to make it, Lisa. You're not going to be. You ever heard those words before? You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. Pastor, I bet you he tells you that every day. <laughs> you're not going to make it. Pastor Jim, you're not going to make it. He began to tell me that. And do you know that after a while, he didn't tell me nothing. 
And I was saying, I ain't going to make it. No longer was the devil telling me. I was telling the devil, I ain't going to make it. I was helping him out. You know? And then I'm sitting there going bananas until 8 o'clock. And I'm saying, I'm not going to make it, man. I'm not going to make it. And the Holy Spirit told me, shut up. You're not going to make what? Tell me. And I said, I don't know. I don't know what I'm not going to make. It's a lie. And the devil is talking trash to you. You don't have to believe that. You're going to make it because God already made it for us. Amen. Yeah, he did. Another thing, God has prepared us for battle. David said, I slew a lion and I slew a bear. And you will be one of, just like one of them. Amen. You know, God gave, a, God gave David a sling and God never misses it. He never misses, man. You know, and uh, I want to share another giant with you that lives within you. Another giant, his name is Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Amen. Yeah. I, I, I remember a guy telling me that he had heard that scripture. And a preacher preached it. And there was a guy there that had a used car lot. And he had had a car in his lot for three years. Couldn't get rid of it. So that night, he, when he left church after revival, he went and put his hand on top of that car. He said, car by morning, be gone. They stole it that night. <laughs> he, he could ask something for it, you know what I mean? That's a giant that lives within you. Death and life are the power of the tongue. Those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And then another giant, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Never did I ever believe that God would send a little Mexican like me, raised on armadillo and cactus in South Texas, to minister to kings and queens around the world in 56 different nations. Never in my mind. I don't have one day of Bible school. Maybe that's why they throw me out of so many churches. <laughs> but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. From a junkie to a preacher. That lady that you saw a few minutes ago, she didn't have no mind. She had no mind. God allowed us to pray for that woman. And the very next day, she's preaching. She's preaching. Where did that mind come from? And then another giant that lives within you. His name is Zechariah 4 and 6. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. What a giant. God lives inside of you. There's no greater giant than the creator himself. Amen. 
And then another giant, Isaiah 53 and 6, by his stripes we are healed. What a giant, man. By his stripes we are healed. You know, in the book of Revelations, that giant right there, 12 and 11, and, and they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. You know, when the devil's got you backed up, think of when was the last time that God let you down. Just think. Think of when was the last time that God let you down. That's quite a giant right there. They overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Every time that I see myself like going down, failing and whatever, I always go back to the last testimony that God delivered me. That he would not forsake me or abandon me. Kind of pulls me out of it. Bring me back to reality that there is a God in Israel there is a God in Brother Husto's life. There is a God in your life. Yeah, Amen. Amen. That is willing to heal you and deliver you. And that there's a giant inside of you that says, you shall not die, but you shall live. And then another giant, 1 John 4, 4. Greater is he that lives in me than he who lives in the world. Greater is he. There's nothing greater in the whole world than the God that lives in you. He's alive, man. He's alive. He's well. He's powerful. The greater the enemy comes, the greater he comes out. He baptized you with dunamis power, not pickle juice, man. The greater the enemy rolls out, the greater he rolls out. They overcame. They overcame. And so will you. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out this morning? Who let the giants out this morning? You no longer have to stay there and just get beat up. You can arise this morning and say, giant, get him. You don't even have to put on an S for Superman or nothing. Just release him. You know, I want to I wanna share a testimony that um, I, uh, I, w I went to Cambodia. I got bit by two spiders. Um, and anyway, I went, to, I went to Cambodia and a spider got a hold of me. And it bit me right on the side of my, my left knee. And when I hit him, the two prongs of the, uh, of the spider's bite were still stuck in my flesh. You can always tell if it's a spider because it's got two little, two little deals there. And uh, it made me pretty sick. It infected me really, really bad, you know. And I... Uh, I uh, I was in, I came back and I had to do they had to do surgery on me. And CNN the next day when I'm laying there in bed, I'm watching CNN and it said 
Spiders in Cambodia, Vietnam, Thailand, and Indonesia are carrying a vital poison virus. Guess where I've been? All four of those nations. Thailand, Vietnam, uh, Cambodia, and Indonesia. And I said, oh, God, you know. And literally, man, it was a tough deal, you know. But God took care of that. A couple of years later, I'm going to Guatemala, but I had to go to Haiti first. So somewhere between Arkansas and Haiti, you know, Arkansas and Haiti, they're about the same. <laughs> somewhere, sorry guys, somewhere, uh, somewhere between Arkansas and Haiti, I got bit by another spider. But this time, I think it was a brown recluse. And it bit me on my right foot. And my right foot was falling apart, Glory. It was I mean, my right foot was just, it was melting. It was dark purple, skin falling off, pus coming out. It, it, it did not look good, you know. And um, I said, man, I don't know what to do, but I knew that I had to finish my mission in Guatemala. So as soon as I got to Guatemala, I said, take me to an emergency room. And they took me to this butcher shop. That's the only thing I can tell you, man. They had knives and syringes just on the top of the tables, spider webs. I thought that's what they were going to stop the bleeding with, you know. And the doctor looked at me. He goes, going to have to cut the food off. I said, what? He said, I'm going to have to cut the food off. I said, no, you're not going to have to do nothing like that, doctor. Let me tell you, man, everybody part that came on this body to Guatemala is going back to America on the same body. <laughs> we're all going back together. <laughs> we may go in a box, but we're all going back together. You ain't cutting nothing. Then you will die. I said, that's why I was born. I need to go see Jesus, man. Simple as that. And I walked out. Well, then uh, I was in Indonesia. No, no, no. I, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I was in, Indo uh, in Guatemala, and they flew, flew me back by emergency. And uh, they sent me to a hospital in Wichita, Kansas. VA, you want to die? That's a good place to go. I, uh, I, <laughs> I went over there and. <clears throat> I went to the emergency and the doctor looked at me and he said, hey man, this is bad, real bad. You need to go to the hospital right now. And I told him, well, doctor, I'm preaching here in the morning. Can I just preach and show up tomorrow afternoon? He said, no, you don't have that much time to live. You mean I'm going to die between now and tomorrow? He said, yes. And I said, you know, I better check myself in. And I checked myself into the hospital. The next day, a, a nurse comes in. Big. No, no, not, not a nurse. Specialist. 
surgeon. She walks in. She's a big girl. They call her Large Marge. Told you I don't have a day of schooling, man, you know. <laughs> anyway, she grabbed my foot, she grabbed my ankle, and she said, No blood flow. We're gonna have to cut it off. And I said, Ma'am, you from Guatemala? Because <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the same thing I told the doctor in Guatemala. You and nobody gonna be doing no cutting on me. You're gonna die. Let it be. Whatever. <laughs> so the next day, she comes in with her entourage. And she grabbed a hold of my foot. And she went, oh. Feel this. And another guy got a hold of me. Felt it. He said, there's blood. There's blood flowing through your foot. I said, what does that mean? Well, we don't have to cut the foot off. I said, praise the Lord. But she said, but we do have to trim it. I said, I didn't come here for a pedicure. <laughs> You're not trimming nothing. You need some trimming. I said, no, I'm not a horse. I'm going to trim my foot. I don't need a horseshoe or nothing. I'm, I'm not lucky. I'm blessed. She said, well, you're not going to make it. I said, well, I got to go. So I checked myself out of the hospital. And they drove me to another VA in Corpus Christi. And um, I went there and the guy looked at me and he goes, wow. Wow. And now you got to understand, it's purple and everything's coming out of my foot, man. And uh, he got some stuff called meadow honey. And he started putting it on my wound on the spider bite. For eight weeks he did that. And he would look at me, Pastor Jim, he would go, wow. Went the second week, put meadow honey, he would go, wow. And I was scared to ask him wow, because wow can go both ways, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you know, you can die wow, or you can live wow, you know what I mean? And I, I didn't know which way he was barking, you know what I mean? Third week, wow. Fifth week, sixth week, wow. Seventh week, wow. On the eighth week, he goes, wow, man. You're healed. I said, what do you mean? You're done. No more infection. It's over. I said, well, doctor, I just want to know one thing. Why did you keep saying, wow? He said, because you made me a believer. You made me a believer in your God. That was that giant living in me that was coming out that I would not let defeat me. So this morning, I believe that the Holy Spirit has sent me here to you to tell you that hell is not the only one that's got giants. So does the kingdom of the living God. Amen. And that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're going through, there is giants in your life and you need to release them this morning. 
against whatever's coming against you, whether it be finances, whether it be sickness, whether it be a curse, whatever it might be, this is your day. This is your day. You got to let them loose. You got to let them loose. Can we stand? Pray with me. Pray with me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for that revelation that there's giants inside of me that has never been released. But now, Lord, I release those giants now against the other giants of hell. They will not have victory in my life because greater is he that lives in me than who lives in the world. So Satan, go. Go away from me. Now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a big, big praise. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Pastor Noe, you're about to break into revival, brother and sister. You're about to break into revival like you've never known it. It's going to blow you away. It's going to blow harvest time away. It's going to blow Bay City away. You know, will you join me today in doing a little bit of warfare? Can we do a little bit of warfare? You know, Isaiah said, who shall send to the north? Who shall send to the north? And today we're going after harvest time. Ooh, got a revelation there. Duh. We're going back to get souls today. Which way is the north? This way? Turn that way. Point at it. And tell the north to let the harvest go. Just repeat, just pray with me and say, Devil of the north, let our people go. Now, in Jesus' name, turn to the right. That should be the east. Am I correct? Or the west? West. Somebody make up their mind. What is it? East. Devil of the east. Release the harvest. In the name of Jesus. They belong to us. Let them go now. In Jesus' name. Turn to the right. Devil of the south, let him go now in Jesus' name. They're ours. Turn to the right. Devil of the west, release God's people. Release our harvest now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Expect a harvest. Expect a harvest. You know, the other day, well, not the other day, but several years ago, I was going to, I was going to Mexico, Laredo, and I passed through Freer, Texas, and there was a bar. 
and uh, it had a snake on it. And uh, I said, oh, that bar, I curse it in the name of Jesus. I kept on going. Six months later, I'm coming back through Pastor Noe, and it shut down. And I said, golly, God, look, it shut down. I said, you told it to. Death and life are the power of the tongue. It's not only for Taco Bell. No, man. Let's use it. Let's release those giants in our lives. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for allowing me to come back to Harvest Time. Amen. Appreciate y'all. What do you do when you're cornered? A lot, a lot of us have been in that corner for way too long. We feel there is no practical way out. Logically, there is no way out. But I like what he said. He says, and then we look up. And we release the power of God to do what only he can do. In and through us. A few weeks ago, I talked about a big, big God and a little bitty devil. And we have that perspective backwards where we see a big, big devil and a little bitty God. This morning, I believe that, that God is really beginning to release visionaries in the spirit. To really begin to see what he wants to accomplish on the earth. In our minds, it doesn't make sense, but according to his spirit, it's possible. And I humble myself to be a part of what God wants to do here on the earth. But that we each do our part and we don't shrink back. And we live lives as God has called us to live. Brother Husto, I thank you for a timely word. It's been amazing to me that God has begun to deposit things within my spirit. And then as they're spoken forth, I begin to see them. This is right aligned with what God has wanted to do here on the earth and in the season of this church. And as we progressively take steps, it requires something of us. Prayer, faith, confidence, an unshakable faith in who Christ is. Because there's going to come a day we come to the end of ourselves. Hopefully that's today. And we allow God to be released to fight every single battle we face. The sooner we get to that place, the sooner we will begin to see victory in every single area of our life. Every single area. Because I believe there's giants we don't know anything about. But God proclaims victory of every single one. So, Father, we thank you, God, for the work you're doing in this church and in the lives of each person represented here, God. Father, for me and my home, God, we will not shrink back. But I pray that each one today would take a stand to say we will no longer think as the world thinks. Father, we won't be dictated by what we see. Father, but we will put our faith in you. Our shelter, our strong tower, our place of defense. And, Father, we will see the victory 
in this place and in this land as you fight our battles for us. How did he start? He said, the battle is not yours, for the battle is the Lord's. But he needs us to be willing. When he says go, we go. When he says shout, what? We shout. Father, we thank you, God. We release you to do all that you desire to do. That we would each yield boldly to your spirit. Our eyes are on you, Father. Father, make us into a people that do not shrink back or cower in the face of giants, but that we would rise in boldness and confidence and grace and by the power of your word. As each and every single giant falls, God, as each and every giant falls, God, In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One giant at a time, guys. One giant at a time. Hard to move from this place. Just take a few more minutes. Each of you close your eyes just for a moment. I don't want to miss something. Maybe the giant that is you're fighting, he hasn't spoken specifically, but God knows it this morning. So out of your mouth, just begin to speak to that giant specifically. Insecurity, fear of failure, inadequateness. And allow the power of God to break that and to cause that giant to fall. And then when it falls, don't be surprised. But continue forward. Because God is going to take us through the valley of giants. And as we walk and we focus on him and we trust on him, we are going to have to walk through giants to our left and giants to our right. But the difference is all of these giants have already fallen. And are not standing, hovering ever before us. So, Father, I just release your Holy Spirit to do a complete work. Father, that we would not leave this place fighting alone. But we would allow you to be our defender and our strong right hand all the days of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for the Harvest Time Church podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and empowered. If you'd like more information about our family, please write us at 42 FM 2540 South, Bay City, Texas 77414. Or check us out on the web at harvesttimebaycity.com.